Welcome to the New Author Podcast, a weekly podcast diary starring Jerry Evanoff. That's true. I guess if we just sit here in silence, nobody's going to listen. And Rich Casey. I don't think there's ever been a Grateful Dead album I haven't liked. Join them weekly as they talk about writing, publishing, and marketing their books. They'll talk about their successes, their failures, and everything in between. And there will be tangents. Many, many tangents. Sit back, relax, and prepare to be educated and entertained, but mostly entertained. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the New Author Podcast. Today is Sunday, February 12th, 2023. This is episode number 204, and this is our Super Bowl spectacular preview show. Not really. We're still going to talk about writing. Don't worry. Um, Joining me as he does each week is Rich Casey. Rich, how are you on this Super Bowl Sunday? I'm doing pretty well. I've got a cold like everybody else around me in the springtime here. Where temperatures are, everything's starting to bloom. So we've got allergies layered on top of warming temperatures, laying layered on top of rain and gray some days. And, you know, it's just a perfect, perfect time to catch a cold. But I was doing something fun this afternoon. I, I dropped you a notice uh, through Messenger earlier. I've been playing with that chat GPT that everybody's talking about, OpenAI. And, uh, you know, the writers in the forums and stuff, a lot of people are getting really upset. They, fi- they think that the AI is going to be taking over the job of the writers and, you know, there'll be no more, no more uh, business model that writers can, can work with once AI gets really fully developed. And I tell you what, that may be true. I don't know if it's true or not, but I t- right now it's nowhere near fully developed. So I don't think anybody ought to worry about it anytime soon. The, uh, the the stuff you get back from uh, from chat J, uh, GPT is really it's amazing what it's doing you give it a prompt and it'll go ahead and, and run with it but the writing itself is very I guess for lack of a better word very basic it's uh there's there's no flair to it there's no no real emotion it's just kind of you know here's the facts ma'am and <laughs> you know, it, it's so yeah I, I'm, I'm not worried at this point I'm not worried at all I'm glad to hear that because I'm actually really nervous about that. Not nervous, but like I, I fear the day when like somebody just writes a book in three seconds and throws it up on Amazon and makes more money than me. Um, well, I bet that's yeah. going to happen. People are going to do that. Uh, the thing about ChatGPT is that if you just let it run off on its own, it's going to do some some really uh, simple stuff. For example, I gave it just to see what it would do. I gave it the prompt that I have a female detective who's the target of an assassin. She has to leave town. A car comes to pick her up at five o'clock in, on a rainy morning, dark morning. She recognizes the driver, but the car is wrong. It's not the car her son was sending. What's going to happen in this scenario? You know, give, give me 10 different ways this scenario is going to play out or this scene will play out. And he basically gave me, 10 different, 10 things that were all the same, which is she's going to be kidnapped by the driver, you know, but that doesn't help, you know? Right. It, yeah. I mean, that, that's obvious. Of course that's obvious. I mean, any, any writer would be able to pick up on that. And I, I, I don't think, yeah, I really don't, I, I don't see that the chat GPT is really going to be a big, big influence. I know Kevin McLaughlin has been running some tests. He actually ran a poll where he presented two different, um, uh, parts of a scene, one which was written with him and ChatGPT together, and one which was just written by him. Kind of a really unscientific poll and and kind of an unscientific way to go about it. And the and people preferred the one that was co-written between him and ChatGPT. That's good. That's I'm good. not sure. I'm not sure why, because <laughs> I preferred the one that was just written by him. 
it, it, it to me it obviously had more color and flair and you know better use of words and better structure oh i thought you meant there was okay so i thought you meant there was a no. co-authored one and just yeah. chat pt chat gtp but you're saying there was a co-authored one and one just by him right right oh yeah you really can't chat gpt is not going to turn out something sensible certainly not of novel length if you just give it a prompt give it a prompt and let it go what you basically have to do is give it a prompt every paragraph and kind of yeah. guide it in the direction you want to go now it'll do the writing for you but like i said it's very basic you're going to have to go back over it so it may be useful for people who really hate doing first drafts but I like doing first drafts. So, I mean, it's, it's not going to affect me. And I think you can write faster on your own than chat GPT is going to generate it for you. If you have to constantly give it prompts. It could also um, be good if you're, you know, you're stuck writer, writer's block, that kind of thing. Sure. Sure. And, that, and that's probably, that may be the biggest advantage to it. If, if you're at, at a point in the story, you don't really know where to go with it. You're still going to have to give it quite a bit of information because otherwise, you know, if you just give it the last sentence or last paragraph that you wrote, uh, it's going to take that and run with it without having any prior knowledge of what happened in the story. So, do, do you think it would be better? Do you think it'd be better or worse than my way to to get past being blocked, which is take my emotion to source and randomly open a page and just decide, okay, my character is going to feel this way about what just happened. I think it's worse. I think the way you do it is okay. better because you've got the entire backstory in your head or at least on the page. And, you know, you'll, you'll take that prompt from the emotion thesaurus and you'll be able to write it in the context of to all the story that's come before. Chat yeah. GPT can't do that. Um, but, you know, we'll see. These things are advancing all the time and it may come a point where you'll be able to do it. I can certainly see how copywriters ought to be worried a little bit about this. Because it can churn out short copy about something like advertising slogans and mm. stuff like that. So the the podcast that I listened to that I've mentioned before, which is the um, 372 pages podcast where they make fun of really bad books, they were doing a um, they were doing a Christmas cozy mystery over in December, and they fed it they fed J- Chat DP, GPT a prompt which was a murder that happens at a cozy mystery writers conference. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it, they read the first three paragraphs that it turned out. It was actually pretty, it was an interesting story that I could see. Maybe you don't know how to start a story. So you just do that. And then you take it from there and write it the rest of the way yourself. I mean, I could see as a, a writer's block here more than obviously not churning out a 65,000 word my, a novel, not yet, like you say, at least, but right. I could see it going that way. Right. And you can use it for, for more simple things really easily right now. It does a pretty good job. Like if you can, you tell my brain and Cody is a mystery set on an island in the Caribbean, give me 25 titles that would work. You know? Okay. And it, yeah. And it'll generate a whole bunch of permutations of island and, and mystery and death and murder and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, most, most of them probably you would have thought of on your own. Some maybe not. So how did you go about signing up? Because I know a couple weeks ago I saw somebody on Twitter trying to sign up and said there was a wait list. I think it might've been Edwin downward. I think yes, there is a wait list, but I just, I went there, I tried to get in It said, sorry, you know, we're all full up. Give us your email. We'll let you know when there's an opening the next day I got the email. Okay. So yeah, I, I think it's more of an issue of not how many people are signed up for accounts, but an issue of how many people are using it at that moment when you go to it. Oh, okay. And if it's not, if, if they're very, if the servers are completely uh, overwhelmed at that point, they're going to put you on the wait list to get into the servers. But okay, <clears throat> once you do that, they'll be fine. All right. 
I haven't signed up. I'm, I'm afraid. I'm, <laughs> I'm purposely, uh, like if I'm listening to Joanna Penn's podcast and she starts talking about AI, I just fast forward. Like I'm fearful of what AI is going to do in, in the future. We're getting to the point where robots are going to take over. And I don't know how much I like. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. The singularity is getting closer and closer it for is. sure. Uh, yeah. I don't know where, I mean, well, I know in terms of actual robots, it's, that's a, a long way off. We don't have the, uh, we don't have the electronics yet for that, uh, where they where they could possibly become sentient. In fact, chat GPT, I mean, they're talking about it as AI. It's not artificial intelligence. That's not back when I was going through school back in the seventies and, and eighties, that is what chat chat GPT and these other, um, <clears throat> supposedly artificial intelligence programs do is not artificial intelligence. They're not doing any thinking on their, no, on their own. They're not extrapolating anything. All they're doing is just combing through huge databases and giving you back things from the databases that they think you might want given the kind of prompts you've given them. So it's, it's like predictive. More it's than a predict. Yeah. It's like predictive text. Okay. Basically. What so, if you yeah, help me with my sports gambling? I've been doing pretty bad at that lately. I wonder if you, no, I don't know. you can give it a try. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe they're better. Yeah. Maybe they're better at probability. Who knows? <laughs> they might be. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let me go ahead and jump into my uh, stats for this week. I had a really good week. Uh, my word count is up two thousand nine hundred and seven. Get me into that sweet spot um, that Super Editor C told me about when we first started plotting this mystery book. I'm at sixty two thousand one hundred and sixty two, and that is actually the final word count for Revision Two, as I did finish it today. Um, I actually added another chapter. Um, I think you and I talked about this last week, or the week before last, about should I have some kind of a wrap up chapter at the end? And I wasn't sure if I wanted one or not, but as I wrote the final couple sentences in my chapter twenty eight. Uh, I realized I couldn't end it there. I just needed something uh, for my two characters, my two main, well, my main character and the love interest. I wanted them to have one more conversation because it kind of leads into next the next book. It's not a to be continued, but it does kind of lead into ne the next book really well. So um, I added about a, a, it's got 350 words. It's chapter 29. I may add more to it when I'm doing the third revision, but we'll see. I don't know. Um, Mail Light still sitting at 861. I'll probably stop talking about that at some point soon uh, as I probably go over to the author email one. And then oh, before I get to my goal from last week, funny story, I had, speaking of author email, I, I had grabbed a brochure for a company called Organized Authors at uh, 20 Books in November. And um, it's, it's this whole suite of products all in one. I'm pretty sure once I actually see it, it's going to be one of the things that's probably way too expensive for what I want to pay. Um, if it's probably, I'm guessing it's gonna be like a subscription. I'm hoping it's like, you know, five bucks a month, but if it's any more than that, I probably wouldn't do it, but it has like, you know, your master plan, your series Bible, your character guide. I'm looking at the brochure, your writing production schedule, social media manager, income and expense, and then author admin. It's a whole bunch of things all in once. And I was kind of excited to see the websites so when I went to it in November, it said coming in January. I went to it in January and it's coming in February and I went to it last week and now it just says coming in 2023. So I'm not <laughs> sure. As a, as a guy who writes software for a living, I completely understand whatever right. it is they're going through. But right. I just thought that right. was kind of funny. So anyway, um, in terms of my goal last week was to finish chapter 28 and call the second revision done, which about as of about an hour and a half to two hours ago, I did that. And uh, I am ready now to start on the third and final revision of this thing that should only take me a couple weeks. So. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, in terms of Mailer Light, there's, you know, I think you've and going over to author AI, I've seen a lot of people talking about author AI, not author AI, author email, author email, uh, just recently on the forums. And that's because Mailer Light apparently is just really doing some weird things right now in terms of their subscriptions. 
And I, I de- you know, I've got a mailer like subscription. I also have a subscription to SendFox and about half a dozen others too. That I, just, <laughs> I signed up when they first uh, when they first uh, opened and when it didn't cost anything, and you got you know a lifetime subscription for a little, very little money. I figure, well, at some point, I'll figure out which one I want. But it's starting to look like Mailer Lite's probably not going to be it. Um, I don't know. Well, I had a really great week, uh, not notwithstanding this cold that I caught. I uh, actually wrote 13,597 first draft words across three different projects. I don't know if that is a record for a week for me, but it's got to be getting pretty close to it. I will say it's a podcast record between oh. me, you, Lindsay, and like when Fiona was on the one time. Was that right? Know, that's, that's the highest number I've ever seen in one week, yeah. Oh, it seems like you've written more than that. In one not week. in a week. No, yeah. not in a week. Okay. No. Uh, my goal was 2,000 words a day uh, over the six days I actually work. I don't usually count Sunday. So I was shooting for 12,000, so I hit that, uh, met that target. Um, even though I didn't, I didn't write today because I've been sick and I didn't write yesterday because I've been sick. Uh, so I, I've, it's been, very, well, actually I take that back. I did write yesterday. I didn't write on Friday because that's when I was first coming down with the cold. So yeah, really it was only a, over about five days that I hit that. So I, I was really happy with that. And I'll talk a little bit more why I think I was able to, to turn that much yeah. out in terms of my habit formation, tracking them doing this, this year. Uh, siloing my writing time to the mornings. I got a, a solid A for that. That's one thing that contributed to uh, churning out those words because I was actually sitting at my desk every morning, writing every day, uh, almost every day, eating better. Eh. Some days good, some days not. And in terms of exercise, uh, I, I actually got to exercise three days this week before I, be, I became ill. So that was really good. In fact, a couple of really hard workout sessions one of which I did on Thursday when I was already feeling like, ah, maybe I'm getting a cold. And I did like an hour and a half of weightlifting and treadmill. And I think that probably pushed me over the edge. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. So overall for the week, I'm going to give myself a solid score or a solid grade of B. My nice. Bella. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy with that. I think that's the highest yeah. weekly score I've had so far. My Vela is, is doing well. I've had uh, three or five total reads up to date. Uh, I was up 82 during the week in which I did absolutely no pushing of it. So this is just, it's, I guess you could call it organic, but, you know, just people finding it. It's got 82 reads, 42 of which of them, of them were paid. Remember, the first three episodes are always free. Uh, so I, I got 2 hours and 35 cents this week to, for a total of 563 so far. And that's over five locked episodes or episodes that people have to pay for. I did drop a new episode this week, but I didn't didn't do it until I believe Friday. So I don't think maybe, maybe somebody read that yesterday and today that would add to that toll. So, anyways, I mean, considering I've got very few words out there still, uh, I'm happy. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of starting to tick along a little bit. I'm starting to figure it out. Starting hopefully starting to understand how the games played a little bit. And of those of those thirteen thousand five hundred ninety seven words I wrote, all of those this week, all of those are going to be destined for Vela at some point. So, oh, nice, okay, yeah. So that that's gonna that's gonna help me get over it. So I was really happy with the week. It, it was a good week. Do you see it as maybe a the Vela stuff is maybe a snowball effect where the more people that read, the more people will read, kind of thing? Well, yeah, that's yeah. It's obviously what Amazon's hoping for because. The way they're running it, you know, it's not it's not that old. I don't even think it's two years old, a, a year and a half. In fact, one guy that I follow, I don't know if you do, uh, Vincent Zandri. I don't know if you've ever heard that name or seen no. that name. 
he's a journal or was a journalist or is a journalist, but he writes uh, fiction on the side and he's got a little, uh, it's not really a podcast, a little vidcast that he does that he drops into Facebook. Um, he's pretty prolific. He, he forces himself to write two or 3000 words a day. Uh, he's got some nice stories kind of in our vein, thriller, mysteries, things like that. But he mentioned, I think it was during the week, that from his conversations with people, maybe at Amazon, I don't know, uh, the, Amazon is still looking the Vela as being in beta at the moment. Okay. They're not exactly sure what direction they're going to go in going forward. Uh, they could shut it down. They could push more money towards it. I think it all depends on what's, what they're seeing in terms of people signing up and using it. Now, you don't really have to sign up for it, which is the other odd kind of thing. If you have an Amazon account, you've got access to Kindle Vela. You just have to you know, buy the tokens as you go. And you know it prompts you when, when you do need to buy them and need to spend them and stuff like that. So it's kind of tailor-made for people who are already in the Amazon ecosystem. And we'll just have to see whether or not they're willing to put any kind of brain power into, into doing something with it other than what they've done so far. What they really need, as I've mentioned before, they really need some way to let authors market because there's no way for people to market right now, advertise. Yeah. Even just opening up Amazon advertising to that would be great. I think the fear, what, one of the things they fear is that they don't want to cannibalize their regular sales or their Kindle Unlimited sales into this new platform. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to hope to, to, to bring into the Amazon ecosystem serial readers who are over on, were on, on platforms like Wattpad and Radish and places like that. Maybe they'll be able to do that over time. Um, so, but it's really, um, you know, like everything else Amazon does, it's a black box. You really don't know what's yeah. going on. Right. All, all you know is that is that they have to sweeten the pot or else the authors won't stay because right. they funnel roughly a million dollars a month into bonuses that they give out. And I, I don't get the sense that there are a huge number of author, authors in Vela. Um, I, I can't really hazard a guess of how many, but I know the bonuses range all the way from well, all the way from zero if you're not doing anything. But if you're actually doing something, dropping episodes, people are reading them. You know, the bonuses will be in the mid two two figures all the way up to the mid four figures. So it really it really depends on uh, how much you're producing, how much people are reading. But even to do that, even to give out some four, you know, a, a handful of four uh, mid four figure bonuses and a bunch of bonuses in the hundred dollars and in, and in the, the tens of dollars, you can't have very many authors and get, and get too far with a million bucks doing that. So, yeah. Anyways, that's my, my yeah. uh, spiel on, on Amazon Bell. I don't know what to think of it. All I know is that the, the little, the few cents that are coming in and having people read and comment on the story uh, provides me with some motivation. Yeah. And every time you draw, every time you put an episode up, it, I get the same feeling as if I had completed a novel. You know, oh, I, that's I got something idea. done and it's finished and it's up there. Um, even if I'm going to have to go back later, pull these episodes together and do another editing pass in order to turn it into a novel, it still it still gives you a little hit of dopamine. It's nice. Yeah. All right. So in terms of my uh, week, last week, uh, Monday, I just treated it as a an off day like I normally do or I've been doing. 
Um, so I did nothing writing related Tuesday. I did go to hothead in the evening, like I normally do. And I just kept working on, you know, I hadn't started chapter 28 yet, the final chapter. I just had all these bits and pieces in the notes section of Scrivener for, I don't know, eight or nine different chapters of just scenes that needed written or things that needed to be dropped in based on things I had written later in the book as I was going through my second revision. So I worked on that. Uh, Wednesday, I went to my local sub place at lunch and continued doing that, continued the notes. I talked last week about that Rift Tracks episode that was going to be Wednesday night with the male lead character of Birdemic, probably the worst, one of the best Rift Tracks is out there, but one of the worst movies of all time. Learned that there's actually a Rift Tracks 2 and a Rift Tracks 3. Uh, I'm sorry, a Birdemic 2 and a Birdemic 3 that I did not realize existed. Birdemic 3, I think, just came out a couple days ago. And this actor is actually in all three of them. Now, the female lead she's not in anything other than the first one because she's actually a good actress and she got real jobs after this movie. Um, but he is in all three of them. And I, I don't know if he agreed to come on to Twitch. He was, and it wasn't in the chat. He was like a video. He was in a little video window while the movie was playing with the host, one of the hosts of the Rift tracks, Twitch channel. Um, and then he was just kind of interviewing him, asking him questions the whole time. And he was, and the, the, Movie playing in the background was just the movie. It wasn't the Rift Tracks version of the movie. It was just the movie, which there's no way in hell I could ever watch just the movie without the Rift Tracks guys. It's that bad. Yeah. So, and so he's asking him questions, and I'm watching this thing. I'm texting with a buddy of mine who's a big fan also, and um, I, I'm, I'm ten minutes in. I have to I have to shut it off. Um, it's so cringy. the The actor himself is just a piece of cardboard. Um, he had. He wasn't a jerk, but he just had no interest in making fun of it. Mm. And the host of the Rift Tracks portion of it was like asking these leading questions that all us fans that have seen a thousand times know what the answer should be. But he was, oh, no, it was a good experience to do this and blah, blah. And it was just like, nah, yeah, this is not fun. This is just boring. Yeah. So. yeah. It sounds like a guy who's who thinks a little bit too highly of himself because you, you could you could run with the camp for a long way if you wanted to do it. Yeah, there's a guy who did uh, the movies, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. He did a movie called Time Chasers, which of all the Mystery Science Theater 3000 movies that they did in the eight or nine seasons they were on TV, this is like the best movie. Like, it's actually not a bad movie. It's still not very good, but it's not bad. Well, that guy has written four or five more movies, and Rift Tracks have done all of them. And at their last show where they did Time Chasers Live, the whole cast and the writer came to the to the state, the thing, and entered everybody, and and the fans are so happy to meet him. They're like, the fans are so nice to him. They don't make fun of him because these people are like just nice people who made a movie, right? And uh, and if you're like, if you could, if you could figure out, if you had the personality to run with it, then you would gain so many more fans of yeah, yeah, they're fans of you because you acted terribly in a bad movie, but they'll also go follow you in whatever you do. Sure. And um, it's just it's it was so I had to turn it off. So that was my Wednesday night. I watched something else. I don't even remember what it was. Um, I had to turn it off. So. Uh, Thursday I worked, let's see from home. And then I had my writer's club in the evening. Now, luckily I was at home this month. Um, so at four o'clock, as soon as I logged off work, I didn't really know what chapter I was going to read. So I picked a chapter that I was a bit nervous about reading out loud. It was a, it was the scene between the, the main character and the love interest. It was this walk they take. It's kind of a private moment. My, my main character starts to open up about his parents and that situation, you know, what super editors see called the shard of glass, his, his thing in his background that, that makes him want to investigate this murder case. Um, she, uh, tries to help him. She listens, she talks, there's a kiss scene in it. And then at the end, there's this cliffhanger where they see two other characters in a relationship that they didn't know. In fact, nobody knew, 
Um, and there's kind of a, a good line at the end where the two characters are like, oh yeah, the guy, um, Curtis, he knew. And, and, uh, and if, if the new boss finds out we're in trouble and then the very end of it, my, my main character says something like, well, it turns out nobody knew. And then the, the love interest says, except for the guy who died, which I think is kind of a pretty cool little cliffhanger at the end of that to keep people reading. So yeah, I, yeah. but I read it, it was, so I found out that one of the other people who goes to the, the writer's club wasn't coming tonight. She has also sick much like everybody. So I knew, okay, we have a lot of time we have two hours. I'm me and her are the only two people who bring stuff on a consistent basis. And there's a couple other people who may bring something. So I knew I had a chance to read. So I took 3,200 words, which was nine pages in Google. Nobody ever brings that much because you know, you want to give everybody equal time, but I knew we had time. So I read it and they really liked it. They said it was done really well. They liked, they said there was a lot of warmth in the chapter, which is what I was going for. They liked the cliffhanger. Then it's, it's, it's why I keep going back to this writer's club. So this writer's club is funny. I don't, know if I have any, I don't know if I, anybody listens who's in my writer's club. I know Michaela did at one point, but I don't know if she still does. This writer's club is like a chore for me on the day I have to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I never want to go. Um, I'm a bit selfish where I'm like, okay, I'm going to go read mine and I'm going to get the feedback and then I'm ready to leave. But it's, it's a bit selfish. I know, but it's just what goes through my head. But then I go and it always works out fantastic. We had a blast. Um, other people read stuff besides me. They gave me great feedback. We gave other people great feedback. It was just, it's a good time. And that's how it is for me every month. It's like, oh, I don't want to go tonight. And then I go and I'm like glad that I went. And that's yeah. just how it is. So, so, and then that's how it was this time also. So afterward, so I had bought a couple of months ago, I had bought on Audible the complete short stories of Agatha Christie's Perot. And there's like 56 of them. There's some outrageous amount of them. I don't remember what it is off the top of my head, but it's somewhere in the 40s or 50s. And I started listening to them, and they're like a half an hour long each. So each story, it's like a half an hour. Now, I'm used to watching that version of the short story that's been adapted for television that's an hour long. So like the first one that I listened to, I thought, how is this only a half an hour long? And I, and I listened to it. And I'm like, well, that's the whole story. And I started thinking, how many words are these short stories? So I went on Amazon. You really can't figure it out that well on Amazon because you can't buy one short story by itself. You have right. to buy the collection. Unless you go in and do some work, you know, you're not going to be able to tell. So um, after the, the thing was over, I went downstairs with Mallory, who runs the Writers Club, and she actually works at the library. So we went into the library, and she went into some thing that she has. And then she just Googled. She did what I could have done, which was Googled the PDF for one of the stories. She found it. She threw it into Word and she added it up for me. It was like 5,500 words. That's it. Right. And I'm like, there are these, you know, she's written 55, 60 of these things. They're, they're five to 6,000 words each, maybe 7,000 words. And they're phenomenal. And they're only 7,000 words max. I would have never thought that. Um, and I would love to write a couple of short stories in this mystery series. And then I don't even know what I would do with them. Like my thought was, well, I'll put them in a box set with like the first three. I won't sell them individually. And if you want to get the short stories, you have to then get the box set, which I don't know if that's good or bad. I have no idea. Uh, it reminds me of Billy Joel's greatest hits one and two when he stuck your only human on there and it's the only place you could get it. Hmm. Um, but I love the idea of writing like a, a short story like that. And then I, when I found out it was like 5,500 words, I thought I can do this in like three days. Like, this is awesome. This isn't going to take like a month of my writing year when I'm trying to get three books out. So I may try to write a couple of short stories in this series that, that you don't have to read to continue in the series. They're just kind of one-offs that are just little fun little things. I haven't decided yet, but I was surprised that they were only 5,500 words. The, the short stories are very deceptively, it looks simple because it's short, but they're very difficult to write. Because as a writer, you have to have, as an author, you have to have a, a lot of discipline to keep the number of characters very low, two, three at the most, 
uh, keep the number of conflicts simp- not simple, but uh, focused. And yeah, you've got to you've got to get on with it and move through that story really fast and do it in a way that that doesn't seem rushed necessarily. I'm not surprised that her short stories are. I mean, between five and ten thousand words is kind of the sweet spot. And when you think an audiobook, the the rule of thumb they give for an audiobook is for every nine thousand words, you get about an hour of finished product. So when you when you're thinking about making a film and uh, for like BBC and it's going to run you know nominally an hour, but it really only runs about fifty minutes or so. And then you've got all the the visuals that are going on where there's not necessarily any dialogue. Then 5,500 words seems like just the perfect length of a story to to make into a, a film like that. So, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, if you'd asked me a week ago, I would have been like, oh, it's got to be 25,000 words. And, and I've read all of these short stories. It's just I never really thought, wow, that's only 5,500, 6,000 words. It was pretty surprising to see. Uh, but it was also very – I'm very happy about it because, it's again, it's something that I could incorporate into this year if I wanted to. Right. Uh, let's see. That was Thursday, Friday. I went to the sub place to get at lunch to continue through my notes. And at one point I was down to just having two chapters where I had a note to make a scene a little more emotional. Uh, and I decided, okay, I think I'm good. I'm ready to start working on the final chapter, chapter 28. So Saturday uh, morning I went to Chick-fil-A and I started the final chapter. Um, and it was 3,200 words when I started, it was pretty much a complete rewrite. Um, by the time I, well, by the time I, so I worked on it for a couple hours at Chick-fil-A, got home and then I was going out and this is why we're recording today and not yesterday. I have a feeling we're going to turn into just a Sunday night podcast (laughs) at some point soon. Um, it seems to be more convenient for both of us, but I was going out, which is something I don't normally do, but my buddy called me and said, Hey, we're going to the casino. The sports book opened in the local casino Friday night. So we're on Saturday night. We're going to go hang out. You want to go? I'm like, yeah, he's like, Hey, my wife's coming. So there were four of us and it's me, my buddy, Sean, who I talk to every day and his wife, who I know pretty well. And then my buddy, Bill, who I haven't seen in about, I don't know, 11 months. And I'll get into that in a second. And, uh, so I knew when I got home around two o'clock or so that I was going to run some errands and clean my house. And then it got to be about five o'clock and I thought, well, I want to, I want to work on my, my, story. I want to keep going with this chapter 28. I got, I got an hour or so before I have to leave. Um, let's do that. Well, I didn't really want to sit in the back. I was wearing jeans. I didn't want to put shorts on. So I put my pajamas on, which is kind of weird. And I put my pajamas on and sat on my couch with my lap desk and my laptop as if it was nine o'clock at night. And I continued working on it. I actually made a lot of progress, which was great. Um, as I was doing this on Saturday, both at Chick-fil-A and in my jammies on the couch, I was making notes in more chapters. Oh, I just I just wrote this sentence that said, um, let's see. I had a sentence where, where they said, and 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 we know in chapter 20, I had a sentence that and and his computer fell asleep because we know the computers around here fall asleep after five minutes. Well, I never said that earlier in the book. So I, I just made a note in this chapter, I don't know, like 16 or 17. Hey, you're with a, you're with one of the, the floor workers right now. The main character is just have her computer go to sleep, have her complain about it so that it makes sense in chapter 28 when it comes back up. So it's adding little things like that. Uh, and, and I finished, I got, I finished, I worked for about an hour, um, got most of the way through it and uh, changed clothes again. And at 615, I went to the casino um, had a, had a lot of fun. So I, uh, the, the quick story about my buddy who I haven't seen in 11 months, when I saw him a year ago, he was telling us about this diet that he was going to get on. And, uh, and then I saw him a month later and he was still on it and he, you know, he dropped maybe 10, 15 pounds. 
he was, I believe, uh, 332 pounds. I think that's what he was at his highest. Oh, wow. And he's about he's about six two. Uh, I've always known him as being very, very athletic, even with a lot of weight on him. He's very athletic. Um, and uh, so I walked into the casino knowing he was there already. And I walked through the sports book. I said, where are you? He says, oh, I'm downstairs. I'm in line getting a drink. And I was like, okay. So I went down the escalator and I'm looking at the line and I'm going, I don't, where is he? And I'm looking around and then I see somebody in line. And I go, that might be him. No, that's not him. And then I look again and he's got, I see the face right. I'm like, holy cow, that's him. I walk up. I'm like, holy crap. How much weight have you lost? He's like, I've lost 104 pounds. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. Like I was so happy. Like it was just, and you could tell how happy he was. It was just amazing to see. So I was very over, happy. Over eleven months. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. And, well, he's. I mean, he he told me that he walked up the stairs one day and couldn't breathe, and was just like, "Yeah, I, I got to do something about this." Yeah. So yeah. So uh, him and I went upstairs, and we were standing in the sports book just watching some games, and we were just chatting for a while. And then another group, two two people showed up who I haven't seen. I saw one of them about a year ago, and his wife I haven't seen in years. And we're really good friends. I've known him since we were four years old. That's 1978, I believe. Um, but I don't really see him that often anymore, so it's great to see them. And then my buddy Sean and his wife showed up. So the six of us kind of tooled around the casino. We were upstairs for a while in the sports book betting on basketball, and then we went downstairs to play some slots. And I had built my um, – I started with $200, and I had built it up to 280 playing slots hitting bonuses having fun me and the one guy's wife both like to play slots so we kind of go go to different slots and play and i i dropped it down to about 253 dollars and was happy i'm like yeah, i'm still at 53 bucks no 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 worries so we're standing there and i'm like i'm gonna go play that machine over there so i sat down it asked me for a denomination which i've never done before i've seen it on youtube videos i've watched but i've never done it before so i hit the 10 cent denomination because i always bet the max and then i hit bet max but on the screen it only shows you like your number of credits and unless you feel like doing the math you don't know how much money you have or how much money you're betting. So I hit the spin again, lost again. And I thought, how much money do I have here? So I hit the thing and then I hit the thing again and realized I was betting $48 per spin. That's, and I lost, <laughs> I lost three times in a row and I went, oh no, and hurried up and cashed out and walked back over with my 110 that was 253. Very disappointed. Um, I laughed, but I was, it was like that annoying, like, I'm not letting anybody know that I'm annoyed. They think it, they think I think it's funny, but I was really annoyed. Um, so then I walked over to another machine to try to win it back and quickly lost it all. So, um, that was my fun casino night, but it was a good time. It was great to see my friends. I haven't seen them in a long time, especially a couple of them who I haven't seen in at least a year. So, uh, had a, had a really fun Saturday this morning. I, I got up and kind of tooled around the house for an hour or two. Then I went back to Hothead. Uh, they opened at 11. I got there at 1130. I was the only person in the building, which I always like. Um, and I was there until about two o'clock. I finished chapter 28. And then that's when I decided as I was writing the last couple lines, I need a chapter 29. So I created chapter 29, about 450 words. I did have a couple more notes um, based on things I did this morning um, in chapter 28 to finish it. And then I did those two. So uh, as of right now, revision two is finished. Uh, I think the final word count I said was 62, I think 162 or 621, something like that. Um, and uh, I'm pretty excited. I'm excited tomorrow because I'm going to start working on revision three, which should really, uh, you know, getting done by March 1st is still a, a pretty reasonable possibility, although I did add a, a vacation in the middle of it um, that, that's going to slow me down a little bit. But, but I'm really just reading out loud to myself. And if I hear places where I think I could put a little bit more in motion or, or a little more description, I'll add it. I'll make sure I'll run it through Grammarly. By the time I'm done, it'll be ready to send to the editor, and I'm shooting for March first. I actually think there's a chance I can get done before that. So, yeah, it seems like it seems doable. I mean, you've done mm -hmm. the heavy lifting already. Uh, well, actually, the heavy lifting was doing the first draft of uh, these the old stories in your head, and you had to kind of rework it. 
So. Yeah, no doubt. Um, no doubt. I also came up with another idea for my book two plot, just a plot point um, as I was driving this morning. So I came home and I opened up Plotter and I added two more chapters. So I have three chapters in there, but really it's just a, a placeholder just to get notes in there so that when I plot right. it, I have these ideas of things. And I always get these ideas when I'm watching like Psych or Monk or Perot and I'm like, oh, I want to add that, but I can kind of change it around to be my own kind of thing. So right. uh, yeah. Um, so we're doing the podcast now and then today I'm going to settle in. I'm going to get some pizza when we're done and I'm going to get some pepsi and i'm gonna watch the super bowl which uh for me is basically watching my uh my three playoff betting leagues my two playoff fantasy football leagues my five squares no my six squares and my 22 prop bets it's really all i care about with the super bowl today i don't really care who wins um i know who i want to win but it's all because if they if the chiefs win i win more money than if the eagles win so. oh okay okay yeah yeah and uh, let's see Mahomes doesn't have a super bowl yet does he yeah he's got one did they, they win that week? Yeah. first first time? I believe okay. so, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, because that was the first Andy Reid. That was his first Super Bowl, yeah. I think. That he won. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Okay, well, my week, uh, Monday, I was at the writing desk a, a bit later than normal, uh, 9.30 a.m., but I did manage three 30-minute writing sprints uh, for 3,227 words on a, a new urban uh, urban uh, fantasy story that uh, I mentioned last week that still has no title. Maybe I'll ask ChatGPT to make a title for me. For that, I'll give that's it, a great idea. Yeah, actually, yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it the the, uh, the elevator pitch and see what it comes up with. One thing I'll probably mention later on as well is that I've done sprints in the past, and I, you know they, they work well for me because there's something about having that that dedicated time. You know, it's going to end in, in you know not too too long, and at least with my brain, I can block out everything else and just fly on the keyboard. I can do two thousand twenty five hundred words per hour uh, writing that way. Um, but what's really neat is I started using this little green apple thing that I showed you way back when that I picked up at my mom's house. It was like a kitchen timer. It looks like an apple. And uh, using that, and, and in the background, it's going tick, 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 tick. And for, for some reason, that speeds up my typing. It's like you're diffusing <laughs> a bomb. Yeah, yeah, and it helps me focus a little bit more. Uh, but that went well on Monday. So I was really encouraged you know, to start the week off that way. I set up a word a word count tracker. Hopefully this year I'll keep better track of how much I'm actually writing. Maybe that'll give me a little bit of uh, encouragement as well. And then I, I set up an audio visual screen capture uh, for the iMac. I, I I went with a Filmora 12 by Wondershare. It um, it's really good at uh, capturing both audio and video at the same time without any additional pipes that you have to set up within within the computer. And that was that was part of the thing that's been screwing up with my audio system on on this iMac. So that that's working pretty good, and you can use it for free forever. Uh, in I'm not sure what the uh, oh the whatever you generate put out has a watermark on it. But uh, I, I after playing with it now during the week, I, I really like it. I think I'm just going to go ahead and buy it. It's not that expensive uh, to get. It's and I'm I'm trying to remember now if it was a uh, subscription or if you can just buy it outright. Might be. A what's subscription. um, what's the purpose? Like, what what are you looking at using it for? Well, that'll come up here in a little bit. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm gonna mention that. Uh, the the initial purpose there was that I wanted to capture some, uh, uh, Vela stories that other people had written, and you know the way they've got that set up, you can't copy or paste or anything. I could do screenshots. That that would be okay, but. You know, the, the way the thing is formatted, you basically have to scroll through this thing because it's set up for a phone. So you, you'd have to scroll through this small pane 
And I said, well, if I'm going to do that, I might as well just capture that on film and then I can go back and look at it. Because I, I don't like sitting there at the computer and going through these things mm. the way you're supposed to. So I like to have them where I can just take them with me and, and look at them at my leisure. So I was doing that. Um, went to went to the gym for lunch. Uh, and then we, my wife and I drove to the other side of Mississippi and downriver to a town called Plaquemine to a, a – uh, a farm supply place there to get chicken feed. So it was a nice drive. It was a nice day that day. So it's a, it's a place I hadn't been in quite maybe 30 years. So it's kind of wow. really, really, really rural for Louisiana down in that direction. Uh, and then after dinner, we had an online Bible class session. So nothing, nothing special Tuesday. I was at the writing desk at seven 30 in the morning. That's a more usual time. The kind of time I'd like to hit signed up immediately for the Matthew Holmes 60 minute author course, which once I signed up for it, I realized, you know, this, this thing is not really named, excuse me, named correctly uh, because it's, it has nothing to do with being an author. It's a, it's about advertising and marketing uh, or, or I, I take that back more so about organization. So it's not really about writing. You need to really rename that. And I thought about sending the email, but then I figured, well, he's, I'm sure he's just going to stick with it right now. Yeah. Because his watch is coming up. <clears throat> I watched the uh, tutorial that he has on a freebie that comes with the course, a, a plan or a way to schedule your, your weeks, your months, your, your years. Uh, he did a really nice job on that. And it, he used, um, he didn't use Trello, but it's a Trello like kind of thing. And it, it worked. Oh, uh, what do you, he used notion. I don't know if you've ever heard of notion or mm. not. Yeah. It's, but it, it, uh, he really set it up really nice. Did a lot, of, did a lot of the grunt work for you. So that alone was probably worth half the price of the course, I thought. Um, then I got hit with the sleepies like I sometimes do. So I lay down. Um, I, it's really dangerous because in my office now, which is really the spare bedroom, there's a bed here behind me. So all I got to do is just kind of fall out of this chair into the bed. <laughs> so I, I took a little nap till about 11. Uh, then I started a, a new Vela that's going to be in the Death Comes to Paradise world, but it's going to be starring... Uh, the character Amelia Jones or Average Jones. Uh, so that I, I, I wrote a little bit on that. Oh, the worlds are colliding. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I decide, you know, if I'm going to have all these, like right now I've got like three separate stories. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to integrate the urban fantasy one, but I'm working on three separate stories, at least two of them. It would be nice to integrate them and, and be uh, have them criss and crisscross every now and then. After a late lunch, I spent the rest of the day installing the vanity carcass in our master bath and then basically goofed off after dinner, I think. I can't even remember what I did. Uh, Wednesday, I got to the desk at 7. Uh, the first order of business there was uh, I wrote 1,191 words on the Amelia Jones story. And I took a break to take a shower and then came back uh, at it about 10 a.m. and got another 987 words. Then after an early lunch, I had another hour-long writing session for 1,635 words. So I think I had over 4,000 words that day, or pretty close to it. Uh, it, was, it was a nice day. It's, and, that, and that was the first day Wednesday when I started to feel like I was coming down with a cold. So I spent the rest of the day kind of reading and napping from mid-afternoon on, uh, thinking that maybe I can, I can push it off. I took a bunch of zinc and vitamin C to see if I could knock it out ahead of time. Uh, Thursday, I was to the desk even earlier at 6.30 because I couldn't sleep much because my nose was stuffed up uh, and I wasn't feeling the greatest. I did manage to do four 30-minute sprints, and I take like 15 minutes or so in between each sprint period to get up and walk around and kind of think about where I'm going to go on the next sprint. 
So I did four sessions for the Amelia Jones story and got 4,884 words that day. Wow. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. Uh, Then I went grocery shopping and then this is where I made my big mistake for the week. I went to the gym (laughs) for an hour and a half, uh, hoping it would make me feel better. It did at the time, but I think it ultimately led to my downfall. After dinner, I worked on my wife's mountain bike uh, and then I read until bedtime. And then Friday, I was at the desk at 7 a.m., but man, I, I couldn't sleep the night before. I was so stuffed up, and it, it was just – I could see my, my brain was fogged. It was going to be a disaster of a day in terms of writing, so I didn't really even try. Uh, I did update my financial counts. I did think around reading some Vela stories before deciding there was nothing I was going to be able to do, and then just kind of gave up for the day. In the evening, we, we, we watched the uh, Knives Out sequel, Glass Onion. I don't know if you've seen it or not yet. Uh, it's on Netflix. It was good. I'd read reviews that said it was better than the original. It's not better than the original. It's uh, Sequels rarely are. It was okay. I mean, I would watch it again. But it really suffered from not having a outstanding actress in it, like uh, Knives Out did in, in Ana de Armas. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um had a couple of female actresses. They weren't very good. Their parts were not really believable. Um, but I did have Benoit Blanc, so yeah, it was okay. <laughs> uh, Saturday, yesterday I was still pretty sick. Uh, I only managed to edit one of the uh, Death Comes to Paradise episodes, but I did post that to Vela. Uh, jotted down some notes for this podcast. And in the evening, I went ahead and edit, edited the first episode of Amelia Jones uh, so that when I get a handful of them ready, I can post them all at one time. Uh, on Vela. So I'll have two different stories going on Vela at the same time. And then today I just stayed home from church and uh, and wrote a little bit in the morning, but didn't really accomplish a whole lot. Did, did some editing, did some some putzing around. Hopefully I'm going to be able to get up tomorrow and, and hit it again like I did uh, Monday of this past week. I think I've talked about that before where, where I like when the worlds collide. I always like crossover episodes on TV. I like to think that all those TV show characters all live in the same world and they all visit each other. And, right, and uh, right. when I was a kid, you know, in the eighties, the crossover episodes were huge. Those were always the big things. I remember the, the Thursday night shows like friends and whatever show was on after friends. Cause there were a bunch of them. Um, and then like the 930 show. I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was Mad About You. And then whatever Seinfeld never got involved, but then like the 930 show, um, they would always cross over with each other. They had like a power outage episode. And and I uh I always like when that happened. I like those. Even like the the cast of St. Elsewhere came into Cheers once just for a drink. And I thought that's pretty cool. All those shows exist in the same world. So yeah, yeah. it is. Um, all right, so we're going to skip past a whole bunch of stuff here. You don't have anything with your 2023 goals, and neither do I. And we ki- we killed off our news segment. We talked about that last week, and we really uh, – most of the news that we talk about is integrated into our weeks anyway, so we kind of talk about it there instead. If if something specific wants to come up, we can just bring it up wherever we want. So down to my running list of future things to do. Um, I need to – I have the newauthorpodcast.com in there, and that's going to coincide when I'm ready to do my own website. Um, I have by the Matthew J. Holmes class on there, the one that you just purchased, and I will look into that probably a week and a half or so. Uh, and then there's the how the murders, how murders are really investigated class from the Society for Authors. I'm probably going to do this tomorrow. I have to request half a day off at the same time that I sign up for this because it's at three o'clock Eastern time. Uh, I think I'm going to try to do this tomorrow. That way, I can get that uh, half a day off uh, requested and uh and get signed up for it and then i'll link to both those things in the show notes like i did last week 
in terms of my addicted to, I don't really have anything that I, that really sticks out. Um, I didn't really do anything out of the ordinary more than I usually do with the things I watch on TV or listen to or uh, read about or whatever. So I, I just didn't have anything. Well, for me, it's still the show Wednesday. We're, my wife and I are still working through them, deconstructing them as we go, looking at the uh, at the plot holes and at the red herrings and at the the uh, the hints that they drop along the line. And you know, talking about who's who's uh, doing a good job acting, who's not. They're all doing a great job acting. It, it's a really amazing. Uh, they, they assembled a cast of young young actors that did a, a fantastic job. So yeah, I'm still working through that. Got a couple more episodes, I think, to go. Are you are you taking notes or are you just kind of talking about it? No, I am taking some notes. And okay. I, I hope to uh well let's see. After you talk about your week, we'll talk about what I'm gonna do with yeah. you. Okay, good. All right. Um let's see. So this coming week's a little bit different for me than than what I've had the last couple of weeks where it's generally the same. So Monday through Wednesday I'm working from home every day. As I've said before, I'm not going back into the office on, I, I believe, until February 23rd, which is a week from Thursday. Um, I will write each day, either at lunch or after work or both, including tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be a writing day uh, because of what's happening later in my week. I don't have any set down, you know, when I'll do which, home or, uh, I mean, lunch or, or after work uh, or both. But uh, I'll probably stay home and do it. There'll be no hot hothead on Tuesday like normal. Um, I'll probably stay home and do it because I'm reading out loud to myself. That's how my my revision three will go is me reading out loud. Very similar to what I did. I tell you, it was nice to do that on Thursday before the writers group where I read that chapter. You know, whenever I go in there, I don't tend to read it out loud first. And I stumble through my reading. It, it's funny to hear me reading out loud in writers group because I'll say, and then uh, this happened. Oh, uh, oh boy, I have she in there twice, don't I? Like I just talk to myself and they just laugh as I'm doing it. So this time I actually spent about 45 minutes reading this chapter out loud to myself making a lot of changes so that it went into um, when it went into the Google doc where we all get our, our documents for the writers club, it was ready. I mean, I could probably call that one ready for write, uh, revision three now because I went through Grammarly. I did everything that I'm going to do with all these other chapters, although I will go through it again, but it's, um, ama I'll amazing. it's amazing is when I read my writing, even if it's very clean and I've cleaned it up, gone through pro writing a number of times, read through it quite a few times. I still stumble over the words when I read it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I think it's because your brain is going a lot faster and your mouth can engage. It's, it's, it's way ahead on the line in the sentence and you've actually kind of forget what words you've looked at. So, yeah. I always assume that when I stumble over words while I'm reading it, it's because it's not written well. So I try to change it up if I do stumble through words. There's, I think that's part of it. That's part of it. Yeah. If you got, if you got a couple of words side by side, they're very difficult to pronounce side by side. Uh, I find that what I got to do is I have to really concentrate and think, okay, I'm a voice actor here. Let's slow <laughs> way down and, and, and try to go with putting emotion and, uh, and some feeling into what I'm reading. And that helps a lot because then I think it's just the slowing down part is what really helps. So do you think that when you do that, cause this is what I think, do you think that when you do that, you think to yourself, I could record the audio book for this? Yeah, I, I, well, yes. But I think I can do everything. So that's <laughs> <So. laughs> okay. That's fair. Um, the, one right. thing, the one thing I don't lack is confidence. I feel like I can do just about anything. I may not be able to do it well, but I can do it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, so Thursday morning, I'm going to get up very early. I'm thinking right around, probably set my alarm for around 4.30 um, and get on the road. I have an 11-hour drive ahead of me. Actually, it's 10.40, but I'll probably stop three times as I drive to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina um, and spend 
the next few days down there. Uh, I have a Sophie Hannah Perot book ready on my Audible to listen to, and I believe it's like nine hours and 40 minutes, so it's going to take up most of the trip, which is good. I believe between now and when I leave, I'll have another credit waiting for me, and if that's the case, I'll get the next one. I also have that Tuesday morning, Tuesday, what, what is it? Tuesday morning, uh, uh, Tuesday, Tuesday night, Tuesday night. Thursday night murder club. Yeah. Thursday night murder club. I was close. There's yeah. Tuesday morning murder club, whatever. I mean, that's like the sequel or that's like a spinoff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I also have that, which I have a lot left in it. So I can go to that if I want to. And then I have all those Perot short stories where I still have like 20 hours left. So I have a lot of stuff ready for me to listen. I'm going to start off with the Sophie Hannah Perot book and probably listen to that just about <laughs> the entire way there. Um, let's see. So Friday morning, I should wake up in a friend of mine's house uh, to a tea time. I think Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we'll try to get tea times between 8.30 and 9. That's the reason I'm going there is to golf. Um, and it's to golf with my buddy who I've been golfing with the last five or six years who retired and then moved down there in October of last year. And what's nice about it is there are people from my golf league that I've been golfing with for 10, 11 years now who are actually in the area because it's winter in Ohio. So what you do is you go south. So we're actually going to have a foursome and a couple of threesomes with people that I know uh, which is nice. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm that is pretty neat. Very, yeah, I'm very happy about that. Um, that way, that way, it's just not me and Kenny getting paired up with two other people who we don't know, which I would not enjoy at all. And the the, the bigger, fancier courses, they don't let you go out there by yourself if, if they don't have to because they want foursomes on every tee because that's how they make the most money. And that it also is the it kind of regulates the time that it takes to golf and keeps everybody on on that time. So. My son, who uh, who likes to golf but doesn't really have anybody in his lab or, or that he knows out in California that golfs, will just go to the, a local golf course and just get paired up with it, you know, whoever out there in Los Angeles. But he says it's hilarious because what you end up getting paired up with is a bunch of old retired guys who used to work in Hollywood, and they spend the whole time in their Bermuda shorts smoking these big fat stogies and talking shit the whole time, you know? <laughs> And, and that would actually be interesting to listen yeah, to. Yeah. Yeah. Betting on the side and stuff like that. <laughs> it, it happened to me and my buddy Jeff a couple of years ago. We were golfing at a course around here and it was just the two of us. And we went out. It was like October. It was busy because it was warm out. And they paired us up with two guys who were younger than us who thought they were a lot better than they were. And they were also, they never talked to us once. It was like two twosomes just happened to be on the same hole at the same time. And it was pretty terrible. Um, so yeah, I'm very happy. That, yeah. And I'm, I'm glad knowing that um that it's going to be at least three of us which means i don't think they'll put a fourth with they may but at least they'll still be three of us and i know there'll be a foursome at least one of those days so uh so that's going to be uh tuesday that's friday saturday sunday my plan is um thursday night late friday night late sunday night late and i'm talking late by like eight nine o'clock I, I plan on trying to read out loud to myself maybe one or two chapters each night just to get some work done i don't want to go i don't want to go five days without doing anything I'm also taking the podcasting equipment with me and Kenny already knows it. And I told him, Hey, you know, Saturday night or Sunday night, I may go off into the back room and, and podcast, which I'm going to, um, right now we're planning on Saturday night, but, um, I don't care either night works for me. So we'll just plan for Saturday night. And then if either of us need to move it, we can move it to Sunday, which okay. so either way. Um, and then, so I, I plan to get as much done as I can, which may not be much, but I plan to get something done while I'm down there. And then uh, the following Monday, which is President's Day, that's when I get in my car and I drive back home. So that's um, that's my week. Um, my goal, I gave myself a really, really easy goal because of this vacation. Um, I just said, get through the first five chapters. Uh, and and there's a, it's a pretty good bet that I'll get through the first five chapters before I even leave. 
because I think I'm going to try to work on some of them tonight during the during the game. I, again, I don't care about the game in terms of who wins. I'd like to see Kansas City win because I like Patrick Mahomes, and I tend to root for the AFC over the NFC anyway as an AFC uh, team fan. Um, but there will be times, you know, I watch football all year, and 95% of the time it's muted. Like, I don't know the announcers. I don't listen to the announcers. Um, I like Tony Romo. I like um, Mike Tirico. I like Gus Johnson a lot because that guy, every it doesn't matter what the score is or what sport he's watching, whatever it is, he makes exciting. Um, but I tend to not really care about announcers. So I could potentially get in my pajamas again, like I normally do. I could open my, my uh, notepad that has all of my bets in it, just leave that open, and then open up chapter one and sit on my laptop with my lap desk and my laptop and read it out loud to myself. Uh, as I eat ice cream and watch football. So that's potentially what could happen tonight. I may, I don't think I'm going to get through five chapters tonight, but I could get through the first couple tonight pretty easy. We'll see how that goes. So. That sounds like a fantastic evening, especially a pizza yeah. and ice cream. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm thinking as soon as we hang up, I'm going to order a pizza, and then probably right around 8, 30, 9 o'clock, I'm going to get some ice cream. That's yeah. probably yeah. I, I'm not, nothing like my buddy Bill, who basically ate chicken and rice for a year. I, I can't do that. But, oh, is that uh, how he lost the weight? Pretty much, yeah. I don't even know if he worked out that much. Um, I, I know his diet was like totally regulated to yeah, just a couple yeah. of things. So, well, I mean, you um, know, the guy, you know, the the big weightlifters or the bodybuilders and stuff—that's what they do. I mean, their diet diet basically consists of brown rice, broccoli, and uh, poached chicken breasts. And yeah, they eat that every meal forever. Yeah, it's, yeah. There's a fantastic uh, Bill Burr bit out there where he says, you know, do you ever try to get a six pack? It's impossible. And he goes through having to get a trainer and what you have to eat. And, it, you know, he's funny. So it, it's funny. And then he goes, did you ever try to get fat? No, you don't have to. It's easy. That's right. And uh, yeah. So uh, anyway, so what, what I normally would do with this revision is I would put, I would put each chapter into Word as I go and basically say when it's in Word, it's ready to go to Super Editor C. But in this case, I'm not going to do that until I go through the entire thing because I wouldn't be surprised if I came across something I need to insert earlier in the book because I said it later in the book and it just makes more sense to introduce it in some way earlier. So I'm going to go through the entire third revision in Scrivener and then when I'm done, copy the whole thing into Word. And I think you might be able to export out of Scrivener into Word. I, I got to think that you, you can. Um, I'm guessing that if I do that, it needs a little bit of formatting. I'm not sure, but um, I'm probably just going to do that once I'm done. Oh, are you muted? Because I can't hear you anymore. Sorry about there that. There um, Yeah, in terms of uh, exporting out of Scrivener into Word, it'll, it'll basically export the exact way it is on your screen when you're typing in it. Or you can you can get more fancy with it, except I've never gone down that rabbit hole because there's just so many bells and whistles in Scriv Scrivener that it's hard to... Uh, Hard to figure out where to change what, but you know if it, what I do when I type in Scrivener is I have uh, first line of the paragraph indented, you know one one and a half spaces between lines, and it just goes like that and it prints out just like that when I when I export to uh, I, I use Open Office but you know same thing as Word. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. And then, so yeah, that's going to be my upcoming week. I'm excited to go to Myrtle Beach. I'm excited to go on vacation. Even though I said no vacations this year, I'm not flying. I'm not staying in a hotel. It's really just going to cost me some gas money and some golf, uh, some golfing and, and some food and that's it. So it's going to be right. about a three to $400 vacation at most. And it's going to be fun. It'll be, nice ability, so. It'll be a nice break from yeah. the winter. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Although, if you look at the weather around here, it's going to be sixty and sixty-five and fifty-five. Yeah, it's. I'm leaving it like the one time when it's going to be warm, which means it's going to be warmer down there. So that's good. Yeah, well, hopefully it won't be raining. 
Um, yeah. My week is pre- hopefully will be just like this last week. Monday, I want to try to wake up early, get it to the desk and do some writing sprints in the morning. I probably won't be able to get in four. Four is probably going to be my, the target I'm going to shoot for on a daily basis. Four 30-minute sprints. That seems to be about right in terms of me being able to focus and uh, not get uh, not get too sloppy as I get towards the last sprint. Uh, but I do have a my last set of appointment uh, at 10:30 a.m. that morning for before starting radiation. Uh, but if I don't get to four in when I get back from doing that, I'll, I'll probably uh, try to get to four, maybe even more. Who knows? And then I'll I'll do some editing on uh, Vel episodes in the afternoon. But Tuesday through Friday, I'm gonna try to keep the exact same schedule. Again, it's gonna depend on when I get my radiation treatments. They should start on Tuesday unless they don't have an opening or something. But the way this thing runs is it's five days a week for six weeks. So it's going to be a major pain in the butt getting there every day. I'm going to try to do it late in the afternoon because by late in the afternoon. It doesn't sound like that's where the pain is going to be. What's that? It it doesn't sound like it's going to be a pain in the butt. Oh no no! Well, actually, it's not gonna. Yeah. It's 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 painless, really. There's, there's oh, no is it? Pain. Okay, that's I mean, good. That's good. I mean, there there could be some uh some side effects, but they said if you do get side effects, uh, they're not going to show up until about week four, anyway. So, um, <clears throat> so I'm gonna hope to write in the mornings. Uh, my goal still is going to be two thousand words each day. I think that's going to be pretty easy to hit. Uh, if I go over that, that would be great. And if uh. Let's see. I guess in the afternoons, Tuesday through Friday, I'll probably work. I got to still work on that bathroom vanity. I'm going to, I have to uh, put together a top. I think we're going to go with a, uh, a wood top for the sink. And I've got a ton of lumber out in my shed, as I've talked about before. I think we're going to do red oak for it, which will be kind of nice. In the evening, we're going to finish dissecting Wednesday, get that done. And yes, I have been taking notes as we've been going through and uh, dissecting what's going on in Wednesday and their use of different writing techniques or storytelling techniques, I guess you should say. And what it what it's done or what the idea I got is that I think this would make a really good uh, new author podcast short that we talked about possibly doing. And as I was typing, typing up these notes, I realized that new author podcast abbreviated is NAP, which I really love. <laughs> <laughs> which I do a lot of. Uh, so what I'm going to do, and I've already started uh, collecting uh, media snippets and stuff in order to put together in a film. That's what I'm going to use the Filmora for. Is I'm going to create a, the first episode is going to be on foreshadowing and tech, and uh, at least tentatively I have it titled foreshadowing, red herrings, Chekhov's gun, and Plato's cave. So ooh, I like that. Yeah, I've got the uh, I've got the uh, most of the media together. What I have to do now is I have to put together a script. And, uh, and then kind of the steps of this will be to take that media, put together a film and then take the script and try to adjust it to the length of time in each part of the film that I've got. And then we'll, we'll work with that and try to keep the whole thing under five or around five minutes or so. Okay. Five, 10 minutes. We'll see what happens. And we, we do a few of these and we'll see if it works out or not. What was nice about this Filmora and it may be the same with the program that you have that is not true in iMovie is that you can actually have uh, up to a hundred different layers on any particular film uh, project in Filmora. Whereas in iMovie, you were limited to three and it was you know, really difficult to do stuff in iMovie. So yeah, this, this will be a lot better. 
Saturday. So you're, you're, so you're nap, you're nap short. Oh, I like this. I think we should call it a short nap. So yeah. you're short nap. Um, oh, so, that. so is it going to be video that we want to put on like YouTube and on Patreon yeah. or is it going to be audio that we're putting as a podcast? We can do both, but yes, it's going to be, I'm going to have a film along with it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cause I, I might, I like what you're talking about and what I might do then is once I get this book finished, um, I could probably do the same thing with the 27 act structure that C gave me that I worked out with her to write this and we could probably re release, you know, I don't want to get to the point where people are expecting to come out one a week, but we could probably do these and just release them randomly where you have your series going and I have my series going and we could point people to them. If, if putting together this film is, is enjoyable and doesn't take too much time, uh, what I think I'm going to do is cycle back to that, uh, tutorial yep. or whatever it is that we did in terms of the cozy mysteries and start, mm -hmm. uh, go, th go through that idea about how do you write a code of mi cozy mystery, but do it with small, short films on, on topics as you, as you would go through writing the book. So, okay. yeah, I, mean, I, was, I was trying to think of some way to do this. I like the short nap idea a lot. We, <laughs> yeah. So we what we're doing right now is a long nap. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like it. That's great. <laughs> So my overall goal for the week is to uh, hit at least 12,000 words like it did the past week and to finish the short nap. All right. Um, in terms of the most important thing I learned this week, it's that that Pomodoro technique, with, which everybody talks about. Everybody talks about doing writing sprints and stuff. I've done them off and on. But, man, it really worked this past week. And I don't know if it's the audio part of the ticking apple or if it's just the fact that I am giving myself a little more structure and a little more freedom to just write like a crazy man during those 30 minutes and not worry about what it really sounds like uh, in my head. It worked. So I'm going to keep doing it until it stops working. That's great. Okay. And that's, I, I think that's similar to what I was doing when I had the schedule, which I'll do again for book two, where I actually created a schedule that mapped out like, okay, over the next four weeks here, I'm, here's how I'm going to write a first draft. And uh, I, I, it's a little bit different, but I like having that structure, which is kind of what you're doing also. Right. Um, it helps me write. So I'm going to do a best thing I wrote this week. And this really probably isn't the best thing I wrote, but this was my favorite thing because it was the opening to the final chapter. And it was like, you know, I love Hercule Perot. I've talked about it a thousand times in this podcast. I've watched all the episodes. Now I'm listening to the short stories, which I already know who did it in the in the audio, you know, the audio book short stories because I've already watched the TV show so many times. But it really is interesting to see how they've developed it from uh, a book short story to TV. There are some that have changed around so much where it's still the same victim and still the same villain, but the things they did to get there are so different. And it's it's uh, really fun to listen to. So this is this is the opening to chapter twenty. This is my character's first time at doing the Hercule Perot, uh, here's who did it um, section. You know, so, so I'm just going to read this. It's, it's quick. Sam entered. I'll start over. Sam entered the manufacturing floor through the crossroads. The floor was empty. None of the machines were running and the radios were silent. Two forklifts sat empty near the chemical area and the lights in the shipping office were off. Sam looked over his shoulder. There was no action in any of the four offices on the second floor, including and especially Rich's office. Calm before the storm, he said to himself. He walked past the small conference room. Its lights and the lights of Maddox's office were also dark. He rubbed the front of his blue jeans, smoothing them as if he were trying to iron out the last few wrinkles before presenting himself to everyone. He stopped at the large conference room door and took a couple of quick breaths. Here we go. Yeah, that's that kind of it. It really kind of set up the tension there. Uh, yeah, going into that meeting. Yeah, good. All right, uh, that is the podcast for this week. I will ask you, Rich, who do you think is going to win, Kansas City or Philadelphia? If if I you know had a gun to my head, I'd say Kansas City, and 
I, I don't think I would be sad if that happened. Uh, I like Mahomes. I like Andy Reid. I don't like Travis Kelsey at all. Really? Uh, yeah. No, oh, wow. I okay. Like uh, I didn't know he was unlikable. Okay. <laughs> but I don't. Uh, I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be upset at Philadelphia one either, because um, uh, you know their quarterback. I mean Philadelphia. You know they've kind of flown under the radar a lot. They don't get a lot of press, uh, even though they've been doing so well. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I don't care who wins other than the fact that I'd like to see Kansas City win because that means I win more of my prop bets. Um, uh, it's funny, like Jalen Hurts, Philly's quarterback, it, it, him and Tua Tagovailoa this year were both kind of written off. And then they both came out of the gate and just were really, really good. And s- sadly, Tua kept getting head injuries. But Jalen Hurts has played really well this year. So it would be interesting to see him win. Um, I didn't realize that Travis Kelsey was unlikable. I'm surprised. He's a local boy. He's from Cleveland. Oh, is he right? Um, yeah, him and his brother, Jason Kelsey, plays for the Eagles. So they're kind of playing yeah. each other, which is kind of fun. But uh, I'm rooting for Kansas City just because of my prop bets. In the end, I don't care who wins, though. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I've never been a big fan of trash talking, and he's been, do, been doing a lot of trash talking recently. So, See, this is why I have such a hatred of Joe Burrow for the same reason. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I like I like Joe Burrow because, okay, maybe he trash talks if you really pay attention to what he's saying, but he kind of does it in an oblique way that uh, you have to be paying attention. So, yeah. All right. All right, everyone. That is the podcast for this week. Uh, we will be back probably next week on either Saturday or Sunday. Uh, I will say we are 99.9% sure going to be back unless something weird happens with where I'm at and my equipment or whatever, not working, but, but we should be back next week with another podcast. If you want to email me, you can email me Jerry at Jerry Uh, the website is Jerry I'm on Twitter, Jerry E25. I'm on Facebook. Uh, it's Jerry Evanoff author. And uh, again, like Rich said, we're, we're looking at doing these short naps, which I really like saying. Um, so if you want to see those, uh, at some point, they'll be on Patreon. Go over to Patreon right now and just sign up for new author podcasts. You don't have to pay anything if you don't want to. I don't know what we're doing with these in terms of a paywall. I, we, we still haven't discussed that. But just go over there and you can be notified when they're up. And for me, if you'd like to email me, my address is rich at richcasey.com. And I'm on virtually every major social media platform as Casey himself. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you all next week. Take care, everyone.